What's up, everybody? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. On this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Rausch interviews Olivia Schuler, a senior journalism major. Olivia was recently featured on Fox 61 in a special report after she produced a package on how student journalists are covering the election. She tells us how she got that opportunity and how her involvement both on and off campus has prepared her for a job once she graduates. My name is Mike Bachman and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Rausch, and joining us today is Olivia Schuler. Olivia is a senior journalism major. Olivia, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sure. I want to talk about some recent news with you, and that was the fact that you had a segment on Fox 61 talking about the 2020 election. How did that come about? So I was approached by um, Professor Ben Begardis. So I've been talking to Professor Begardis for quite a while now. I've had him as a professor. He's one of my favorites, and uh, he's been helping me kind of navigate the whole job hunt. So he approached me about um, Fox 61 actually coming to him and saying, you know, do you have a student in mind that would like to do a story on how student journalists are covering the election? And so I said, yeah, absolutely. And he said, okay, so they're thinking maybe to go live. And immediately I was like, oh my gosh. So I hadn't heard anything about going live for a few days. I was working on the package. And then that morning that the package was airing, they said to me, can you go live? And they were like, you know, we can try to send a photog to you, but if not, do you have an alternate idea. So I said, yeah, I can Skype you guys. And so I just Skyped in. Um, But it pretty much was a quick process. It was about a week. Professor Bergardis came forward with the idea. I said, sure thing. And then I kind of worked on the package for about two to three days. And uh, yeah, that's how it came about. And what was it like being on the six o'clock news (laughs) as a college student? It was so exciting. I it was just like dreams coming into fruition. Like I couldn't even imagine that that would happen. I mean, of course I'm going into this career and my goal is to be a reporter, but to actually like have it happen so quickly, it kind of came about so fast that I didn't have really time for it to like sink in that it was happening. And of course, you know, it's a lower market than I will be starting in. So it was kind of just like crazy and overwhelming. But at the same time, I felt like really prepared for it. And thank God I was, because if I wasn't, it would have been just a mess. But it was it was crazy. I, I have no words still. And how did you find uh, the people to be in the segment, the students? Yeah, so Professor Bergardis told me that um, Dr. Burns was having a class that basically was in preparation for the 2020 election. And their final project was to live tweet just the election as the election night progresses. So he gave me her contact. I reached out to her said, do you have any students in mind that would be good to talk to? She gave me some names. So I reached out to two of her students, ended up interviewing one of them. Um, And then, you know, I have worked in Q30 in the past. So I knew the news director, Kay is one of my good friends, reached out to Kay. And then I reached out to um, the head of the Chronicle, who gave me a name of Emily DeSalvo to also talk to. So they were the best people to talk to because they're 
pretty much the head of student media organizations on campus. So they know exactly what's going on right now with the election and how to prepare for it. So they were the perfect people to talk to. And obviously I trust Dr. Burns's recommendations of students that you know are engaged in her class and everything like that. So I spoke to her, spoke to two of her students, and um, then I spoke to the news director and someone within the Chronicle. So do you plan to use this as part of your reel when you're uh, trying to get jobs <laughs> or a job? Yeah, so um, I finished my reel about uh, around October 7th. Quinnipiac does this thing where they partner with an agency and they kind of just spew your your reel and your resume out to areas that you potentially would want to work in or something in that matter. So the deadline for that was October 7th and I knew I had to meet that deadline considering I'm a December graduate. So I um, had all my stuff done for then. So I wish this could be my reel, but I have a job offer on the line and I might be taking it this week. So, um, you know, I don't know if I'll have to use it, but if I do have to use it within the next couple of months, for sure, it'll be on my, my resume and my reel. Olivia, how did you get interested in broadcast journalism? Oh man. So <laughs> there's like so many like little elements that I feel like throughout my life have like built up to wanting to do it so much right now more than ever. But when I was little, I would watch the, um, all the award shows my, my mom um, and we always watched the pre-show which was just on the red carpet you know e-news Juliana Rancic I was like obsessed with I always wanted to just interview celebrities and to talk with them and everything like that so that was like a kind of I started watching them with my mom since I was like really young so that was like my first kind of um, experience with watching something where I was like oh like I want to do that um, but then also more in harder news basis, I grew up watching, you know, nightly news with my parents on my couch growing up. And I, that was like a routine every night, seven o'clock, my dad put the news on and we sat and we watched it and we ate dinner and it was always playing in the background. So I became infatuated with like Diane Sawyer and, you know, she was a female and then David Muir took over. So I always had this, this obsession with kind of just seeing these huge national stories um, be talked about every night. And then I got to high school and it's kind of in the back of my head. I didn't really feel like I ever had a place my freshman, sophomore year. You know, a lot of people, if you're not going medical or if you're not going into math or sciences, it's like, well, what are you doing? And I didn't really know. I feel like I didn't really have my thing. And I was just, I was on the track team and I was taking pictures of some of the girls on the team. You know, they wanted to post pictures and I got called down to a teacher's office and I was like, why am I getting called down to this woman's office? But I walked in and she was like, oh, I saw the pictures you took. Do you mind if we use them in the school newspaper at my high school? And I was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And I loved her. She was so awesome. She was outgoing, everything. And she goes, well, if you have a room in your schedule next year, you should definitely take journalism. And I took her class and I think I fell in love even more with journalism, but I also fell in love with her as a person that it just like made me like, love it and be more passionate about it even more because the person that was teaching it to me was so warm and further wanted made me want to kind of study this and um this was obviously print journalism but I knew by my junior year that I wanted to do broadcast journalism because I like telling a story where people can see my emotions versus seeing them written on paper I want people to see my face and like see you know what's going on I, I want it to be portrayed on my face and I felt like um Broadcast journalism was, was the best way to do that. I'm very envious because my high school didn't have a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, 
it was good. It was a fun time. We loved being on the newspaper. And how did you get to Quinnipiac? So yeah, my high school, like I said, junior year, I really knew I, I wanted to uh, study journalism and I was on Quinnipiac's website and they did a whole article on John Alba, um, who's alumni who graduated. And I just looked him up on Twitter. I looked up John Alba to see like what he's doing now, because this article was when he was a senior at Quinnipiac and he was a uh, sports reporter in Bangor, Maine. So I just shot him a DM and I said, you know, I'm interested in Quinnipiac. I see that you went there. And he replied and he's like, yeah, just give me a call. I gave him a call. We were on the phone for like two hours and he sold me on the school. But then I kind of, I thought Quinnipiac was it. And then I saw one other school, Loyola, Maryland. And I thought, okay, Loyola's it. Maybe Quinnipiac's it. I don't really know. And then Loyola came back and said, yeah, you got in, but you got no money. And I said, I guess it's not meant to be then. And um, I fell in love with like, everything John Alba told me about Quinnipiac and student media was everything I wanted. But then I feel like once I kind of figured out what was going on with the finances of, you know, college and everything like that, then it just aligned and it made sense to go to Quinnipiac for multiple reasons for the student media, for, you know, Quinnipiac so well known for their school of calm. So it made sense to go to Quinnipiac. Loyola did not have the same journalism program. And I definitely would not be where I am if I went to Loyola because I would not have gained the same things from it. Olivia, I want to take you back to May 15th. Do you remember what happened on May 15th? No. You sent me the longest email I have <laughs> ever gotten from any student. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's that. <laughs> Because I never met you and I was like so embarrassed. I felt so bad. You were like brand new and everyone in Q30 had met you. And at the time I was kind of wiggling my way out of Q30. I was working for NBC Connecticut and I just, with that in classes, I never had the time to meet you and I felt so bad. So I'm like, all right, let me just catch up on my whole life. And I remember writing that email, like, I hope he doesn't mind. This is super long. I mean, my mom was in the kitchen. I'm like, this is like really long, but and then I just remember you, you, you reply a sentence and like two minutes later after I sent my novel and I was like, whoa, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was pretty funny. That was, that was, uh, I realized I sent you a novel, but I wanted to catch you up. So what I remember about that email is all of the internships that you had had. And I was really impressed with that. Oh, thanks. What, uh, how did you get so many internships? I feel like I really got the ball rolling, like really early into my college career. So honestly, if I didn't do Q30, as soon as I got to Quinnipiac, there's no way I would have had all the internships that I've had because Q30 gave such a basis. And although I'm not as active in it now as I was, I'm so active outside of the Quinnipiac bubble working for um, Weekend Today that if I didn't have that, I would not be where I am today. So I would say... My freshman year, I put all my time into joining organizations on campus. So I joined a sorority for the fear of, God forbid, I don't make friends. And then next on the list was joining Q30 because of everything John Alba told me. And because it just, it was so cool. It was like, oh, he, you know, when they do the tour, they bring you in and you see the McMahon Center and you're like, oh, it's like a station. So anyways, I started at Q30 for about a year. I got really involved. I was a producer for the show. I was executive producer. I was uh secretary for Q30 as a whole. And I really put all my focus in 
learning the basics of like making packages and just writing AP style, writing broadcast news style. So I would say I took that year to really, really like get, get, get it down. Um, so then when I was going to sophomore year, I was like, I feel like I could totally have an internship right now. And I feel like I'd benefit from one and I feel like I can still do Q30 and have an internship. So I applied to WTNH because that's what people had said was a good place to kind of get, uh, get my foot down. And so I applied and I noticed on their website said like, we're only taking juniors. And I just was like, I, I, I know, I know that my skill set is that I felt like Q30 taught me so much that I was a little bit higher than just being a sophomore. So I just applied anyways. And I got a call from the executive producer there. And he said, you know, I watched your stuff and I was really impressed and we are going to ask if we can have a sophomore come on. And I was just so overwhelmed and I was so proud of myself for like putting myself out there and to just try anyways. And that's the biggest thing I'd say is like, always try anyways, like even applying to jobs right now, they say like four years experience, but like professor Bergardo said like four years experience is like the past four years you've had in, in college. So that's definitely like my biggest takeaway of having all those internships was just like apply anyways, even if you don't think you're going to get it. I mean, I think going into my junior year, I was applying to like the today show and like, I knew I wasn't going to get it, but I applied anyways, just so that my name would get out there. So yeah, and no, you got I, it. Yeah. And I got it. Yeah. So I did, I did WTNH my sophomore year for semester kind of helped me figure out exactly where I wanted to do within journalism. If I definitely wanted to be on air or if I wanted maybe to be a producer and I realized like, no, I definitely want to be a reporter. Went out with a bunch of reporters, got really close to Noelle Gardner. And then because I had that internship, it put me at a really good place to then apply to my next. Once you have one, then then it's easier to get the next. So that was a local station, which was great. And then over the summer, I interned at WPIX 11 in New York, which was one of the the best experience of my life to date. It was, I loved the people there. It was an awesome experience. I got to do the most amazing things ever, like go to the Tonys and interview people that had won. Like it was so like unimaginable. I like couldn't even believe I was like living like life. But again, like if I didn't try for an internship sophomore year, like I would never have probably got that because I just didn't have enough on my resume. So then after that, yeah, I came back to school and I really liked being busy. I just always have been super busy. My roommates are like, you know, have these like crazy majors, like all in the medical field. And somehow I always feel like I'm busier than them. And I, you know, decided I wanted to keep being busy. I applied to NBC Connecticut and I did that during my school semester. And then this past summer, I was at Weekend Today, and they kept me on for this semester that we're currently in. So it's all remote, but I'm still working for them from home. And regardless of it being remote, I still was able to do so much for them. Like, I feel so, like, utilized. Like, I don't feel like they forget about me because I'm not in person with them. So that's uh, (laughs) a long story to how I um, did all those internships to now. And just very quickly, because we're running out of time, mm-hmm. tell everybody about the story you did for Weekend Today this summer about the female policeman. Yeah, so I, um, you know, after George Floyd was um, killed, my mom and I were watching the news. As I told you before, we were, you know, sitting, we always sit on the couch and watch the news. And 
uh, we were seeing a CBS commercial and they did this whole big commercial on, you know, hear from a, a white cop. And I just was like, what the hell? Like, why are we hearing from a, another cop, let alone a white one? I was like, how have we not heard? And I think in, in the preview, they showed maybe a black male cop, but it was he wasn't the feature of it. And I just thought, oh my God, that's so ridiculous. And, you know, my mom and I kind of just were like, well, females, like they're, a lot of them are moms. And like George Floyd called out to his mom, like, how are we not talking to black female police officers who are uh, both black, they're police officers, and their mother, like they're, they're in the minority. And I just said, like, they probably have so much to say right now. So I emailed my advisor and I said, can I pitch a story? Um, and I thought she'd be like, uh, no, but she was like, yeah, go ahead. You just email it to our pitch email. And I pitched it. And about like, not even a day later, I got an email back that like, we loved the story and we're going to run with it. I found when I pitched it, I found the person to interview. I found a whole article that she did online. It was for her thesis paper at the University of Little Rock, um, where she now works as like a, a police officer on the campus. And it was called Black Female and with a Badge. And first of all, what a headline. I was like, that is such a good uh, headline to, to use for your writing. And it was so good, such information in it. So I found her LinkedIn. I called her. I had everything set up. Then I pitched it. So it wasn't like I pitched it and then like they helped me like find the people to talk to. I found this woman prior, called her, told her the idea. And she was like, yeah, just let me know if, if anything come, you know, comes to fruition with it. And then they told me like, yeah, we're going to do it. We had her. They actually went down to Arkansas and interviewed her. I was on Zoom, but the photog and everything were in, with her in person. And then the other woman she was, uh, she's a police officer in Charlotte and the producers at weekend today found her, but she was also a, a black female and she's actually police chief. So yeah, I pitched that story and unexpectedly it got picked up and it was so awesome. I was able to do all the research on it. I was able to really, um, produce it next to the producer. I was in on all the interviews um, I did a lot for it. So it was really exciting to see something um, that was your idea be on national TV. It was crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Last, last question for you. Yeah. Where do you want to be in 10 years? <laughs> Career goal. Oh man, 10 years. So I'll be, oh my God, 31, dear Lord. So I feel like 10 years from now. So this week I probably will be taking a, job that I will give a hint is about 15 hours away. And in 10 years, I hope to be in the, uh, the North New England area, possibly. I really don't know. This is really hard to say. Um, I just know for sure that I'll be probably a reporter somewhere and I'll be happy. And that's really all that matters. As long as I'm happy and I'm, and I'm doing what I love, if that's still reporting, great. And if it's not, if it's something else, then that's great too. But as long as I'm happy, I think in 10 years, I'll be probably working, if not in New York, maybe in the Northeast, because um, that does feel like home. But who knows? I, I, I'm going down south potentially. So uh, maybe, maybe I'll love it so much I stay down there. Well, let me know where you land, uh, because as you know, I'm from the South and I probably have connections in the market that you're going I to. Didn't, I didn't know that. Ben told me that today and I was like, what? Yeah. All right, Olivia, thank you very much for joining us on Uncommon Grounds. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you.
That was Chris Roush interviewing Olivia Schuler, a senior journalism major. On Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. A big thank you to Heather Popovics for running social media. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, then find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Neha Sinarine. And in a world that's shifting under our feet faster than any other era in a lifetime, information and media access are critical. So stay connected, my friends, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.